Welcome to Raising Christian Kids. Your host, Leanne Mancini, is extremely passionate that children build a strong, foundational relationship with Jesus before the age of 10. Children need head and heart knowledge in order to stand strong against the world's ever-increasing rejection of Christianity. You will be equipped with methods and techniques to help to solidify a relationship between your child and Jesus. So let's dig deep and help the next generation to love Jesus with all their heart, soul, and mind. Hello and welcome back to Raising Christian Kids. I am so happy you're here. This is episode 11. And you know, I want you to share these episodes with others because we want to have a lot of Christian kids in the world who become Christian adults. Now, I know last episode was a heavy topic, and you will think today's episode is heavy also, but for a totally different reason, but equally important. And and in fact, it may be even more important because it helps us to understand why what we do as parents is vitally important. A few episodes ago, I briefly spoke about the statistics regarding Christian children being raised in Christian homes. You know, they read the Bible, they attend church together as a family. The parents send their children to vacation Bible study school. They also make sure they play with good Christian children. And again, this is, this is what they should do. And if you're doing that, that's great. But after all your efforts, you get the devastating news that your teenager is on drugs. Again, the best way to prevent hearing those words are to prepare the soil and plant the seeds to build a strong foundation in Christ before the age of 10. It's not just about feeding your kids head knowledge. They need heart knowledge that transforms and stays with them when they have to make crucial decisions or are facing peer pressure. Remember, don't just tell the older kids, don't do drugs and don't have sex. That's not effective enough. When my children were preteens, 12 years old, I actually went online and printed out colored graphic pictures of AIDS and syphilis. And I showed those pictures to my kids and I had a conversation with them and I talked about what happens, you know, when you have sex outside of marriage. And I told them about condoms and how they don't work. They're not 100%. And I explained all these things and I showed them the pictures because you know what? That's what you need to do. You need to go above and beyond what you normally would do. So if you think you are still doing all you can, you've reading, uh, reading the Bible with your children and everything else we talked about, let me share with you a few stories from pastors who thought they had done everything they could. This is from a Christianity Today's article titled, When Your Child Does Drugs, and it's from 1999. Now, that might be some time ago, but remember, it probably was a better time to raise Christian kids than it is today. And listen to these stories. Norma and Jean have four children. Jean is a pastor. Norma works part-time as a child advocate network coordinator. Their son, Stefan, began smoking pot in his freshman year of high school. From marijuana, he soon started using crack cocaine. He barely graduated from high school. After trying to hold several jobs down unsuccessfully, he left home, got his girlfriend pregnant, and spent time in prison. Nothing is mentioned that he had accepted God. Kimball, a senior pastor of First Baptist Church, he and his wife Linda have two children and two grandchildren. 
their second son, Evan, a sixth grader, started smoking pot. For nine long years, they tried in vain to get him to stop. He ended up getting married and divorced after two years. Eventually, he did quit drugs, and the article states that he is now walking with God. Jim is an adult ministry pastor at Grace Church, and he is married to his wife, Carol. They have three children and eight grandchildren. When Jim was on the Robert Schuler staff at the church well known as the Crystal Cathedral, he learned that his high school son age was using drugs. For the next 22 years, their son Todd used drugs and abused alcohol. 22 years. Todd overdosed and almost died. He was always in trouble with the law and was in and out of juvenile detention centers, and he eventually ended up in prison. He is now free of drugs and is following Christ. John, a pastor at Bethany Community Church, he and his wife Susan have two grown children. The article states that early in adolescence, both children went through a period of rebellion. Later, they were heartbroken to find out that one of their daughters was addicted to heroin. And the other child had been smoking pot every day for nearly two years since he graduated from college. Now, these stories seem to end with these children recovering, or at least the time the article was written. How about the many, many stories of children who don't recover or who die or spend their lives in prison? Listen to some of the comments the parents made. Jim, he was the one whose son abused drug and alcohol for 22 years, said, You think if your kids are involved in church things, you know, my kids grew up at Youth for Christ, surrounded by church and ministry, and even went to Christian schools. You'd think this can't be happening. The children we're talking about are not repulsive bad kids. Our son is tender and sensitive. Norma, whose son started smoking pot in high school and got his girlfriend pregnant, said, I was trying to understand what was going on so I could fix it. I wanted to control the situation and couldn't. I would sit in our bedroom and just stare. I couldn't think and couldn't pray. Then I would get emotional, wailing to God. It was as though I and my family were falling apart. I felt disillusioned and abandoned by God and very sad. In our home, I focused on being a good mom and doing all the right things. When my children weren't happy, I wanted to fix them. I was always focused on them. My happiness depended on theirs, and I thought theirs depended on me. Kimball, who was a senior pastor, stated, I often thought, is this my fault? If it's my fault, I don't deserve to be a pastor. If I had taken more time to discipline him, instead of always being too busy, maybe he would have developed deeper roots, and his drug habit would never have happened. He goes on to say, my wife is a firm disciplinarian. I'm more laid back. This caused a terrible struggle between Linda and me. Now, maybe you hear something like this in your own family. Maybe you can hear echoes of teenagers you know and families you know that have gone through this. Now, these parents, they went to AA meetings. They went to rehab meetings, juvenile detention centers to see their children, jails to bail their children out, and prison to visit their children. They felt ashamed and embarrassed. John said, I haven't told the entire church, but it's been no secret. One pastor struggled with remaining a pastor in his church because God's word states if a man can't manage his own house, 
how shall he take care of the church of God? Listen, the blame is upon the child. They chose to disobey. However, everyone suffers when something like this happens. The parents, the children, even the siblings, even grandparents. What about the 86% or so of evangelical youth who drop out of church after graduation never to return? And this is according to another Christianity Today's article, but it's dated May 14th, 2020. This is why we need a revolution regarding how we are raising our children. According to the statistics, the way we are doing this is not working. There's something wrong. My book, when it's completed, will be a guidebook in your hands, a remarkable tool inspired by God's Holy Spirit guiding me. So please pray and ask the Lord to guide you and inform you and know that Raising Christian Kids podcast is all about equipping and empowering those who are raising the next generation. Lastly, if you know a family that is struggling, don't be silent. Reach out to them. Offer to pray with them and help them. We don't want any part of our family being ashamed or embarrassed. We want them to feel loved and supported. And if you are struggling, make sure you get the help you need. Ask for help. Listen, we're in this together. We're a family. So may God bless you and guide you. And let's raise the next generation to be strong Christian kids. This podcast is part of the Edify Podcast Network. Edify is a faith-inspiring app that brings together thousands of the best Christian podcasts in one place for your listening enjoyment. Cut through the noise and grow your faith by diving into the world's top Christian podcasts today. Download the Edify app for free from the App Store or Google Play or by going to edify.app. That's E-D-I-F-I dot app.